Jeff's. Jeff's Wonderland. And welcome to the Wonderland, people, and episode 54, otherwise known as season 3, episode 14. I am Jeff Healy, and in the next 15 minutes or thereabouts, we will be taking a look at a few hopefully familiar slash relatable subjects from a slightly unusual angle in an attempt to distract ourselves from the harsh realities of life and reconsidering them through the eyes of, well, me. And as if that wasn't enough, we'll also be presenting you with some music that you've probably never heard before, and all in the time it usually takes to find a car park at the shopping mall. Or less. So, I'm sitting on the balcony the other day when I noticed some kind of bird, a pigeon, I think, flying around some distance away. Nothing remarkable about that, you might say, and you'd be right. And this obviously is not the first time that I've watched a bird do its party piece. And speaking of party pieces, we are now going to witness the biggest party piece on the Wonderland as we segue seamlessly into the glory that is theory time. Yo, you can't know what you can't know. I'm going to tell you what I think you know. And I know what I know. This is what I know. Theory time. And welcome once again to Theory Time. So there I was, sitting on the balcony, in my trackies and a t-shirt, mesmerised by the effortless grace of said airborne creature, which I figured must be having a hell of a time up there, as in a hell of a good time. And for some reason, I began to wonder, as we do here on the Wonderland, what it would be like if we were able to trade places with that bird just for a few minutes. Quite honestly, I wouldn't be interested in a longer period than that because, I mean, eating worms is not really my thing and God only knows if I'd suddenly find myself in the crosshairs of a teenager with a BB gun. But I would just love to know how it feels to fly around without a care, looking down at the world below, the wind softly ruffling my feathers as I cavorted in the warm breeze and felt what has to be the feeling of real freedom. As for the bird, we might be actually surprised to discover that they'd be more than happy to give up the flying for a little while, in return for suddenly being able to inhabit a relatively huge body sitting on the balcony and drinking white wine. And then maybe, just maybe, the end of the ten minutes comes and the ex-bird goes, well, no, I think I kind of like this being a human actually, so I'm going to hang on to your body for a wee while longer and I'll meet you back here in a couple of hours, all right? Now, given that you are now physically the bird and a hell of a lot smaller than the person who now looks exactly like the you that used to be a bird, you'd probably have very little choice but to go along with it. And so you'd be forced to spend the next couple of hours not so much enjoying the flying, but merely trying to stay alive in a neighbourhood full of BB guns, cats and other hungry animals where you previously felt perfectly comfortable as a human being but in which bird life is, as you now realise, not valued all that highly. I don't think there's any doubt that this would be the longest and hopefully not the last two hours of your life. 
And I would seriously hope that the bird keeps his end of the bargain when you return to the balcony for the agreed body changeover. So anyway, all of this left me thinking that appearances can be extremely deceptive, sometimes dangerously so, not to mention the old walking a mile in someone's shoes bit. Not that you'd have a hope in hell of fitting into any kind of avian footwear, if there was such a thing. Also, the next time you hear the expression, free as a bird, you better make sure that it's not a pigeon trying to sell you something. This is what I know. Theory time. And that was today's cautionary edition of Theory Time. And of course, it's now time for Song of the Day, in which you get to hear part of a song from either myself or another Wonderland-approved artist, which you probably haven't heard but may well enjoy. And today, we are going to sample a track from the Pioneer Valley, also known as Andy and Matt Thompson. And I recently caught up with the guys and asked them about the roots of and the future for the band. We were playing with different country artists and playing in bands with each other growing up. And, you know, COVID hits and we're not touring anymore. So we're um, still, you know, live really close by to each other and said, well, we get we've been writing songs all these years. Let's let's try to do something with some of these finally. When we talked about doing this thing as its own entity, we really thought about going out and playing live eventually. But I see us playing um, and doing more of this. Life. 
That was She's Got the Light from the Pioneer Valley, which you can hear the rest of and any of the Pioneer Valley's tracks on Spotify or any of the music streaming services. So please do pay the boys a visit. You can also check them out on Instagram and YouTube and you can actually see what they look like. Rightio, so... As our regular listeners well know, it's now time for another one of our very popular regular segments on the show. But before we dig into that, I want to consider something, just very briefly, all right? We spend a good part of our lives, actually about a third, lying down and sleeping. Eyes closed, not moving, unconscious. I think... Everybody knows the reason that we need sleep, although I sometimes wonder whether we are, in fact, merely practising to be dead. Hmm. Anyway, that inevitability is hopefully way in the future for all of us, and I want to talk a little bit about the future right now. And after a lot of careful consideration, I reckon the only place that we can really do that properly is Jeff's thought of the day. I was thinking about something, I think it was the thought of the day. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. Now, as much as some of us think that the future is an exciting prospect, I think a good deal of the time people are giving too much thought to it, which can, of course, result in some questionable consequences, such as a lack of spontaneity, Uh, unnecessary anxiety, and the existence of the Wonderland, for which there's not really any plausible excuse. Hmm. Seriously, though, I do want to briefly touch upon the subject of overthinking. Now, the thing with overthinking is that you're not usually aware that you're doing it until you've done it, and by then it's too late to stop doing it. Interestingly enough, the phenomenon of overthinking being actually called overthinking and being an issue seems to be a fairly recent one. I don't think there are any references to it in the Magna Carta or any of Shakespeare's plays or even in the speeches of Winston Churchill, just as there's no mention there of multitasking, networking or indeed brainstorming. And so all of this leads me to wonder if overthinking might actually be a symptom of 21st century life. If you break it down, of course, overthinking is kind of like the undisciplined and OCD brother of daydreaming. And it's always a negative thing, isn't it? I mean, there's no doubt that a lot of contemplation and normal thinking and daydreaming can yield positive results, but you never ever hear of somebody succeeding because they've overthought something. And there's something else. How often do you hear the word overthought or overthunk? Practically never, right? And what does all that mean? And also, is overthinking worse than underthinking? I would be inclined to say probably not, but I'd have to think about it. Hmm. So anyway, look, back to the future. That is the subject of the future, although that would make a really good name for a movie, wouldn't it? Anyway, look, it does seem to me that human beings are kind of addicted to wanting to know what's up ahead. We like to be keeping an eye out for this, looking forward to that, wanting to see what's around the corner, wanting to know what's next. See, I don't think other animals do this, do they? 
I mean, they're not remotely interested in the past or the future, just now and what there is to eat. And interestingly enough, hunger is one of the few things that stops our future thinking dead in its tracks. Because let's face it, when you're starving, the future doesn't exist. Speaking of which, just like the phenomenon of overthinking, another really popular now thing is being reminded to live in the moment. Now, this is actually pretty good advice, I think, but a bit of a waste of time because the fact remains, folks, that we're not particularly good at living in the moment, at least usually not in a good way. And if it is in a good way, we usually don't do it for very long. No, it seems to me that for the most part, we're much more interested in what's ahead of us rather than what's behind us. This is why futuristic science fiction is such a huge part of modern culture. And it's also why clairvoyance and fortune tellers are still very popular. And it's also why the least popular seats on public transport are the ones facing backwards. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And that was today's highly observant, thoughtful and forward-thinking edition of Thought of the Day. We are also at the end of today's show, and if you've enjoyed the ride, please hit the subscribe or the follow button, and do drop me a line if you've got any comments or questions about the show, which you can do simply by going to www.jeffhealy.com, and that's Jeff with a G, by the way. So I'm out of here, folks. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you'll tune in again next Friday where I will once again be grabbing logic, common sense and reality by the ears, dragging them over into the corner and giving them all a bloody good going over on the next mind-expanding episode of The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Gotta come back to The Wonderland. Jeff's Wonderland. The Wonderland. The Wonderland.